Tracy asked me to speak maybe uh, five or six weeks ago, and the Holy Spirit had already been speaking to me about the word works. And so when she asked me, I knew exactly what I was going to say. And the Holy Spirit is so smart. Uh, he started with John Eckerd and his message and then built on it with Jeff. And then um, I'm like compounding it, I guess, with my message, because it's really about um, the word works to raise godly children and a godless generation. And so I'm going to start out with my story very briefly. When I was two years old, my parents were separated and divorced, and my mother was very, very sick. Um, actually, when I was an infant, there was a lot of neglect because she was so sick. And after that period, I was kind of bounced around. I went from an aunt and uncle, then a cousin, then my grandparents. I don't remember seeing my mom, and I don't remember seeing my older sister. And then I landed about six years old, and my grandmother bought us a house in Richardson, and life became very stable. And my grandmother was an amazing cook and a great housekeeper. But she was more like a nanny. She was exhausted by the end of the day. She just plopped in her rocking chair, and she started raising us when she was 72. So I really didn't have that, you know, that nurturing and that mothering, and I didn't know any better. But I was that girl that didn't play with dolls. I was that girl that didn't ever think about having children or being a mother. It just was not on my radar. And then I went off to college and ended up getting a job and coming back to Dallas. And then I fell in love with the love of my life, Jesus Christ. And I fed, fell head over heels for him. And I got spirit-filled. And life was wonderful. And then about 18 years uh, 18 months after I became born again, I had my first miracle. And so I went to um, South Dallas, and I met this lady, Mrs. Wolf, Pentecostal woman, and visited her, visited her in her home. And she would not let me leave until she prayed for me. And she said, honey, what do you need prayer for? I'm a prayer warrior. And I said, well, um, well I do have this one little issue. I'm not supposed to be able to have children. And she said, okay, let's pray. And I mean, she started a hooping and a hollering, screaming loud. I, I was a Methodist, okay? So I was like, ah! I was in shock. But she knew how to get hold of the Lord. And she laid her hands on my stomach. And she was shaking. This heat and fire was going inside my stomach area. And then I left. Well, guess what? It worked. I was healed. And then I started having babies, one after the other after the other. And I was married, okay? Um, so I wasn't just having them. <laughs> Anyhow, and so I had these babies, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, what did I get myself into? I, I don't know what I'm doing. And I think that the Lord puts us in these kind of situations sometimes just so that we get desperate to pursue him, so that we know we can have answers. Like, I had no idea what I was doing, and so I would press in. And he wants us to have that intimate relationship with him so that we can learn how to hear his voice. Well, I needed to hear his voice because I really didn't know what in the world was going on. And I knew the weighty responsibility of raising children. Like, oh my gosh, I'm forming their lives. And I wanted godly children. So I would cry out to the Lord and pray. And, and then the Lord one day spoke to me very clearly. He said, Sharon... You know, you can do all the right things. You can send them to the finest Christian schools. 
You can homeschool them. You can have them in the church every time those doors are open. But the only thing that is going to keep your children are your prayers. And it was such a revelation. And I said, okay, I'm on it, Lord. What do I do? And he said, I want you to pray out loud. I want you to pray in front of your children. And I want you to do it at night. I want you to do it right before they go to sleep. And I know you're exhausted. See, as a mother, and you've gone 10 years without a full night's sleep, you just want to get them in bed and go crash, right? But the Lord says, no, this is an investment. This is an investment in their future and the future of their children and all the people's lives that they're going to touch. So it's like you're investing in a seed that's going to multiply. So he was basically like, suck it up, spend as long as you need, and you do this on faithfully, diligently. And he told me to pray like this. Father, I thank you that Lindsay, Candace, Maori, and Austin love you with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength, and that they will be all that you've destined them to, to be. And then I would add other things, whatever the Holy Spirit led. So it might be 30 minutes, and my kids would be like, don't, mom, don't ask mom to pray, don't ask her to pray, because I would just go on and on and on and on, because when the Lord tells me to do something, I'm on it, right? So then the Lord, you know, he wanted to... Um, Bump it, up and bump it up a level, and so what happens is you'll have obstacles or battles or storms that come in your life. Well, one of the biggest storms that I had um, in my life was uh, Candace's um, disease that she was born with, and so I spoke about that about three, four years ago. It might still be on the website. I'm not going to rehash that, but the Lord showed me how to pray for healing, she needed a miracle. There was nothing the doctors could do. She couldn't eat any protein. She was supposed to be mentally retarded. And if she ever had children, they would have birth defects. Candace, where are you? Stand up. This is my miracle child right here. So, so Candace, God healed her good. You know, she's a nurse, an RN. She has a, one healthy baby and one on the way. And the Lord showed me. Sorry. Okay, so the Lord showed me how to pray the scriptures out loud, and one of the, the main scriptures that, foundational scriptures that he showed me was Psalm 103. Can you go to that slide? It's the second slide, I think, first or second slide? Yeah. Oh, there we go. Okay. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and forget not all, all all his benefits. And some of those benefits are healing, but there's a lot of other benefits and promises in the Word of God that we don't even know they're there, for one thing. And then if we do know about them, we don't know how to apply them to our life. So that's what I'm going to try to help you out with today. Then he gave me this scripture to stand on for my children. The next slide, please. It's Isaiah 54, 3. All your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. And this is another version, I think it might be, might be amplified, um, so that all my children should be disciples who are taught of the Lord, obedient to God's will, and great shall be their peace. So this is a promise from the Lord, that our children shall be taught of the Lord. They shall be disciples. Now go ahead and go to Psalm 112. That's the next one. How blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in his commandments. His descendants, my descendants, will be mighty on the earth, and the generation of the upright will be blessed. That's a promise to us. 
If you're a blood-bought child of God, that is a promise to you, and you need to fight with that. Okay, the last one is Isaiah 61.9. The next, yes. Then my offspring will be known among the nations and their descendants in the midst of the people. So this is how I pray. I thank you, Lord, that my offspring, Lindsay, Candace, Mary, and Austin, will be known among the nations. So I love stories. I'm going to tell you another one. And I have lots of them, but you don't want to be here for two hours. So uh, the Lord told me to talk about Mallory. So everybody knows Mallory. She does the worship. Where are you, Mallory? Stand up, Mallory. Um, that's right. So little Mal Mal, I get a phone call from her kindergarten teacher. And she's like, uh, Miss Porter, I'm sorry to tell you, but we're about halfway through the alphabet, and Mallory can't even get letter A. And I'm like, What? And I'm telling you what, this fear hits me, and I'm like, oh, my God, I have a dumb kid. (laughs) And the Lord's like, Sharon, do not believe that lie. (laughs) And I was like, like, I'm sorry. And he said, now, what do we do? How did we pray for Candace? And I'm like, yeah, but there's no scriptures in the Bible about this, about her ABCs. (laughs) So anyhow, I said, how do I pray, Lord? And the Lord says, Pray that she has the mind of Christ. And he he said, do you think I'm pretty sharp? And I said, yes, Lord, you're very sharp. I said, well, give me a scripture. Because what the Lord does in every battle, he will give you a rhema scripture. So like for the healing, for Candace, I could just go look up all these healing scriptures in my concordance. But I needed a specific word from God. And so the Lord says, turn to Daniel. I'm like, Daniel, what in the world? I mean, what would be in there? So can you do the next slide? Okay. So then the king ordered the chief of the officials to bring in some of the sons and the daughters of Israel, including some of the royal family. Now, aren't we sons and daughters of the spiritual Israel, right? And our children, including some of the royal priesthood. Aren't we the royal priesthood? And then, of course, I had to personalize it. And of the noble porters, youth in whom was no defect, who were good-looking, showing intelligence in every branch of wisdom, endowed with understanding and discerning knowledge, and who have ability to serve in the king's court. Okay, so this is how I pray it, and there's a little more. Okay, so I just thank you, Father, that my children are sons and daughters of the kingdom, and that they are a royal priesthood, and they are of nobility. They are youth in whom is no defect. That means zero, zippity-doo-dah, who are good-looking, showing intelligence in every branch of wisdom, endowed with understanding and discerning knowledge, and who have ability to serve in the king of king's court. Can you go to the next slide? And as for these four youths, how about that? It says four in there. I have four kids. I mean, God gave them knowledge and intelligence intelligence in every branch of literature and wisdom. And out of all, not one was found like Lindsay, Candace, Mary, and Austin. And as far as every matter of wisdom and understanding, they were found 10 times, 10 times better than them all. I'm like, okay, Lord, I love that scripture. (laughs) I'll take that one. So I started praying that, and I mean within days, maybe a couple weeks. It was pretty fast. All of a sudden, 
the light bulb comes on, and Mallory is up. She's caught up. She's doing well. And then she became my straight-A student. I mean, she uh, graduated from DBU with the 3.9, 3.95, something like that. Oh, she did really well. So it works. The word works. And the Hebrew priests know this. They say that the highest form of worship is reading the scriptures out loud. Okay? So um, let me see. Here I'm moving quite along. So life is good. You know, the word is working. My kids are in love with Jesus. They're the youth leaders in their youth group. Austin here, he's like populating the youth group. He's such a gatherer. He was dragging them all from his middle school, and, and that, that uh, youth group grew to over 1,000 kids. And Austin single-handedly won I don't know how many kids to the Lord, and I'm a proud mama. And then I get the phone call from the principal, of course, and I'm thinking, oh, probably talking too much, right? Um, and the principal said, no, no. Miss um, Porter, your son was on the cafeteria table. And I'm like, what? Yes, he was standing on the cafeteria uh, table at lunchtime. Him and his friend Daniel, and they were preaching the gospel. <laughs> and, and, and we couldn't get him off. And, and I'm like, oh, that's okay. <laughs> So he didn't get in trouble. And so I, this proud mama, I'm like, he's just like me, right? You know, like soul winning is big in his, um, in his heart. So, I mean, life was wonderful. Well, when you're on that mountaintop uh, and, you, you know, everything's wonderful and hunky-dory and the prayers are working, I sometimes and we sometimes get lackadaisical and complacent. And I just want to warn you all, don't ever get complacent about praying for your children and even if your children turn 30 or 40, you got to keep praying for them. And this applies to your nephews and your nieces and your grandchildren. We have to keep praying. Paul says to pray without ceasing. Why? Because the devil never stops. He never sleeps. He never slumbers. And he's waiting for us to get tired. He's waiting for us to get lazy. And, and so then he designs the perfect storm. And that's what he did. So, you know, my little angel, I find out that, how did I find out? I don't know. I found out my little angel started smoking. And, and, and he wasn't just, it wasn't just him. It was all his Christian friends that I had handpicked. Like, you try to be the best parent, like, okay, you can't go with that kid, this kid. And so these families, spirit-filled families, you know, I don't want to say. Anyhow, they're great families, and all their kids love Jesus, and they're all smoking together. And so we sat them down and talked to them and explained to them that sin, you know, and we thought, okay, we took care of this. No, I didn't take care of it. And I learned that when they say smoking, it doesn't just mean cigarettes. I was like, oh, you mean pot too? I was so shocked. And then the storm just gets worse because then I got separated and I'm going through this divorce, and so I'm heartbroken because here's my little angel, and I'm finding out all sorts of dirt. And, and let me tell you, a lot of the stuff the Lord hid from me, or I probably believe, I would have had a meltdown, you know. But so then it went from bad to worse. I mean, he got into drugs. And, and so I said, Lord, what do I do? What do I do? And he said, you need to be very careful who you say this to or who you uh, give this information to. So don't put this on Facebook, all right? And you need to get trusted um, intercessors to pray with you. My friend, Espy, I don't know if she's here, 
was one of them, and she would pray faithfully for Austin. And then the Lord told us to fast, and so I had all my girls. We fasted every week for Austin. And I I was anguishing over my parenting skills because, you know, I really didn't have a role model. And I'm like, Lord, what did I do? I mean, I had so much condemnation. I'm a failure. What did I do wrong? And just crying out to God, just so heartbroken. And the Lord said, Sharon, do you think I'm a good father? And I'm like, of course you're a good father. And he said, do you think I'm the best father? I'm like, absolutely. And he said, then why do my kids rebel? And when he said that to me, all the condemnation left. And I said, okay, Lord, what do we do now? What's my strategy for this battle? And last week, Jeff spoke about finding the strategy. So he gave me scriptures, more scriptures to contend with on top of the fasting and the praying. And um, during this season, I just want to tell you that uh, I found some statistics about if kids get into drugs, the likelihood of them getting out of it is very, very slim. So it really makes your heart heavy. And, um, you know, a lot of Austin's friends died. So anyhow, um, so the Lord, can you go to the next slide? Gave me this scripture because out of my desperation, I needed help. I needed some encouragement. And he said, I will contend with them, the enemy who contends with you, and I will save Austin. He told me he was going to save him. That was my promise from the Lord. And believe me, I reminded him of this scripture all the time. Go to the next one. Can you switch to the next one? There, okay. And then he gave me this one. And Sharon, there is hope for your future, declares the Lord. And your children shall return into his territory. And Austin shall return. He gave me that promise. He is going to return back to the Lord, back to the kingdom, because he had strayed. Can you go to the next slide? And my God, who keeps covenant and his loving kindness to a thousandth generation. So God is a covenant-keeping God. And if you are a son of God, you're in covenant with him. His enemies are your enemies, and your enemies are his enemies, you know? And, and he has promises to you, and he's not going to break those promises because he's in covenant with you. So he's not only going to save your children, but if they stray, they're going to return to you. Okay, can you go to the next slide? And this is how I pray, and I didn't, I left thank you out of there. This is how I pray. I pray and thank you that I will not labor in vain or bring forth children for sudden calamity or death, but that they are the offspring of those blessed by the Lord and their descendants with them. So Austin's going to be blessed. My children are going to be blessed. That's a promise to me. Can you go to the next one? I pray and thank you, Father, that I will not be ashamed or become pale with fear or disappointment because of my children's degeneracy. But I see my children in the way of piety. I see Austin in the way of piety and virtue. And I will recognize your hand and in the midst and revere your name and praise you. So this is another one that I prayed. Um, and, and this is, yeah, okay. I pray and thank you that my children will never be dispersed abroad as water brooks in the street or be strangers to me in their own household. Can you hold it there? So this one, what happens is when we get in rebellion or your children get in rebellion, they become strangers to you. I didn't even know Austin. 
I didn't even know him. Like, he changed so much. And you see, um, Austin was my son of promise. I had prayed for him. I asked the Lord, give me a son. I had three girls. I think the odds aren't real good after you have three girls to have a boy. But, and I, I said, Lord, I want a son. I want him to look like me. I want him to act like me. Well, not totally, but it may have my personality, be real close to me. And he gave me a son that looks like me. It's kind of scary. Um, <laughs> so, and he is very much like me, isn't he, Victoria? So, so anyhow, um, but when they get in rebellion, like, oh, man, they just, his whole personality changed. And there was just this huge wedge between us. And so I said, Lord, every time I'm in a battle, you give me a specific prayer. I need something personal, that Ramah scripture. And so he gave me a Philemon. Do you know where that is? That's how you know it's the Lord. Because I, I was like, <laughs> okay, I thank you, Father, that Austin was formerly useless, but now is useful. So he was. He was. It was past tense, useless. But now he's useful. And for this reason, Austin parted from you for a while, that you should have him back forever. So the Lord was saying, Sharon, he's going to come back, and he's never going to stray again. And you're going to have him forever. And then this, my computer, it's easier to almost, I'll just read this way. Okay, the last one. And this is probably the most powerful scripture you can pray over your children. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus that Lindsay, Candace, Mallory, Austin, spouses, and I are overseers in the kingdom. Now, they weren't married, and neither was I. But the Lord told me to pray for their spouses like this. Um, and we are above reproach. The husband of one wife and the wife of one husband. And the Lord told me, this is very important, the husband of one wife and the wife of one husband. Not only did he want to break off this cycle of divorce, but he wants to break off that, that tendency in this hour for our kids to go into homosexuality and lesbianism. And so, anyhow, um, temperate, prudent, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not addicted to wine, cigarettes, drugs, or argumentative, but gentle, uncontentious, free from the love of money. I thank you, Father, that we manage household and finances well. We're keeping our children under control with all dignity, not conceited, have a good reputation outside the church, and will not fall into the snare of the devil, not double-tongued or addicted to wine, cigarettes, pot, drugs, or fond of sordid gain, but holding to the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience, beyond reproach, dignified, not malicious gossips, temperate, faithful. My children are faithful. Faithful in all things. For those of us will obtain a high standing and confidence in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. I know that's a lot of scriptures, but the Lord showed me Sharon, I'm your model, right? What happened when I went in the wilderness? I was tested. And when you go through a trial, you're being tested. It's a trial. And what did he do? He used the word of God against the enemy. And he gave notice. He gave notice to the spirit realm that I believe the word. I believe the truth. I believe God's word. 
And it, is, and it worked in the wilderness for Jesus, and it worked for me. So I just want to encourage you. Um, now, I put this in a PowerPoint, and um, I, I want to, well, I'll tell you that in a minute. I am going to give this to you if I can get some emails, because it's a lot of scriptures, and I did it in a PowerPoint because I wanted you all to be able to change it out. You might want to add things to it, change the names you don't want to. You can pray for my kids if you want. But uh, <laughs> um, if I printed it out, it'd have all my names, my kids' names in it, and you know, then you have to scratch it out. And so, so anyhow, so we'll do that later. But I didn't finish the story about Austin. So I want Austin to come up here real quick. And, See, doesn't he look like me? <laughs> Here we go. Hey. Okay. Um, is this good? All right. Well, um, so mom touched on, you know, I went on the dark side for a good bit. Pretty dark. We called it the trap house. Uh, mom finally kicked me out when I was 18 after I came back from a failed military experience from underage drinking and getting in trouble um, to doing the right thing. She kicked me out of the house, but that turned into a trap house. We went all from uh, having jobs to selling drugs and uh, five breaches of contract, two of them legal matters. That lasted three months and a big hash on my credit. Um, after that, I was about 19 years old. It's a pretty low in my life. Uh, our best friend had just committed suicide by rope. Uh, I decided at a high hop, finally met up with mom, and it's like, I came groveling. I came groveling. And uh, that was a moment I decided uh, for a turn that I wanted to, to not be, you know, that deep in the bad juju. But uh, are we hearing me okay? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm nervous. I don't do this often. Anyways, uh, at that moment, I had made a decision to kind of, you know, turn a leaf, but I was the fat kid who wanted to hold on to both pizzas of pie, you know what I mean? So I laid half of it down. And so, I guess I say that to say nothing. For some people, they have this, what is that, Damascus moment, is that what it is? Not for I. It's been a long road. It's been a long road, and that's okay. For, for those who struggle and whatnot, sometimes there are onion layer processes. But uh, probably up to when I was 20, I was like a bleep of a heartbeat of screwing up and dabbling and all the above, but Little by little, the Lord's grace snipped bad relationships. I snipped addictions. And uh, my lovely wife, she's uh, probably in the back with our baby, but she let me through it whenever she shouldn't have because she, she kept dating me. Crazy girl. Kept dating me and praying for me. Anyways, um, I found myself relapsing, and I came crawling back to Mom. And through all of my badness, she kept wanting to send me to YWAM. Yeah. And I was like, why, wham? No way. Forever. Forever. Anyways, one day uh, I started relapsing on Xanax. If anybody knows what that is, I had a bad problem with that and stealing. And uh, I found myself spiraling again. I broke up with Victoria because I started screwing up again. Actually, she broke up with me for good reason. But came crawling back to mom and she, uh, she said, yes. I said, I want to go to YWAM. Fix me. I, I had my end. And I went to YWAM. And it changed me. It was the best thing I could have done for myself. Uh, 
And still, even then, YWAM did a lot of healing, a lot of, lot of progress there, but it's still been a road for me. Um, but I guess all this rambling to be said is nothing could have been, nothing could be where it is now if it wasn't for my, my mom's prayers, my wife's prayers, um, my sisters, my family have my back. And uh, God knows what's best for you because all of this beautiful disaster, I call it my beautiful disaster, me and my wife's relationship. Uh, because, you know, we were in drugs together, shouldn't have been together and all that and messing up. But now I stand in front of you. I'm close to getting my captain's license. Uh, I got two beautiful children that are healthy, no defects. I'm sober. Yeah, right? Um, and yeah, I just, I got a beautiful family and a beautiful life and, and everything's ahead of me that's, that's rolling. And uh, at the beginning, the, the catch-22 to that was I was really angry about getting married at a young age and uh, having children at a young age because that was kind of product of our past life. But God knows what's best for you because without that, without the prayers, that was my saving grace. I can't imagine life without my family or my babies. I love them so much. I love them to death. And uh, they saved me. Well, he saved me, but he knows what's best for you. He knew what was best for me, what I needed. Because I, I didn't want to go to YWAM. I hated YWAM. I didn't want mom's prayers. I hated those prayers. But they worked. Can you tell, can you tell them um, what you want to do in the future with YWAM? Well, I've always had a love of boats and stuff. We grew up with a ski boat and whatnot, but I didn't think that was very realistic. But I went to YWAM to do YWAM ships, and I learned how to sail out in Kona, Hawaii, and uh, that's kind of why I'm getting my captain's license. Well, I want to use that to make money for my family, but one day, willing, uh, Lord willing, we will be doing some missions with YWAM ships in the future as a captain. Okay, so uh, do you want to close and ask people? That? We, we want to pray for people. If you have someone in your family that's struggling with drugs, pot, cigarettes, it could be alcohol, any kind of addiction. Like you can put on here pornography. I mean, they're all addictions, right? Um, we just want you to turn some music on for us, please. And if Tracy and a couple others can help us pray for those. If it's a niece or a nephew... And we just love to, um, I feel like Austin kind of anointing for that since he's been through that. But we would love to minister to you. Thank you.